Ladies and gentlemen, happy Thursday and welcome back to Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. Today I'm going to be talking to the Seuss family. And imagine this for just a quick second. Imagine uprooting your entire family, stopping their normal life. I'm talking about pulling three kids from school, quitting your job or taking a long leave from your job and your day-to-day cyclical routine and taking your entire family around the globe 15 different countries. Well, that's exactly what the Seuss family is going to share with you today. I've asked them a bunch of questions to learn a little bit more about how they tra- how do they how do they even manage to pull their family away from their lives for a year? Why did they do it? What was their motivation behind it? How did how did they become inspired to take this trip? And what what did they learn from it? And those are just some of the things that we've talked about. And the entire family is here. Uh, two of their three children are part of the today's podcast. They get to share with you their lens and their perspective of what they experienced as well. So get the whole family listening in on this one, and I think that you guys are going to have a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's welcome the next guest to Season 2, Episode 2, Corey Seuss and the Seuss family. Let's go. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. I'm here with the Seuss family, and... um, we're going to talk a little bit about their adventure over the last year. Uh, Corey, husband of the family, dad of the family, I went to high school with you. Yep. Um, but I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. So uh, we'll start wherever you guys want. I've got Corey, Jamie, H- Hayden, and Lily with us. Let's begin. Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Mom. Mommy. <laughs> Wife. She's not the, uh, the 10-year-old, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Hayden. Hayden. How old are you? 10. All right, cool. I'm Lily. And Lily, how old are you? Eight. Eight. And I'm Corey, the dad and husband. And you don't have to mention your age, so that's totally yeah. fine, because I know exactly how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Corey and I went to high school, as I mentioned. Um, I haven't seen you in many years, probably, but I think that we were parents at the time that we ran into each other once. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy, the, the cycle <laughs> of life and where it takes us, because, dude, just like the last memory that I really have of us is us like goofing around in high school. Oh, so yeah. It's kind of wild. Anatomy class. Yeah. What yep. have you been doing since then, dude? Uh, let's see, I, uh, kind of just ran around for a bit, went to college for a little while, but just didn't quite finish, but, uh, ended up getting into construction, <coughs> became a superintendent in the construction field oh, shoot. for healthcare <coughs> construction, and I've been doing that for about the last, I would say, 10 to 15 years, and it's been great, it's been able to support our family, and... Heck Yeah. You know, it's led to a pretty good life here. Living in Carlsbad, no less. And so, live right now, living yeah. in Carlsbad. You can't beat that. Is, uh, yeah. Corey's a surfer, so yeah. living in Carlsbad, this is about as good as it gets when it comes to San Diego surfing. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. No complaints. Jamie, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do, and you know what life is like for you. Uh, well, right now I stay home <clears throat> with the three kids. Mm-hmm. 10, 8, and I have a 3-year-old, too, who's at school right now, so... Little Maverick? Uh, little Maverick. Yes, who, yes. We couldn't introduce who him. holds up to his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just taking care of the family, taking care of the house. That's my job right That's now. That's so. How, how yeah. did you and Corey meet? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we met a long time ago. He actually used to work for my uncle. Okay. So, 
we briefly met then. When I moved to California, I actually ended up moving right down the street from him. And I was actually out just taking a walk and happened to <laughs> spot him. And, oh, that's Corey, who worked for my uncle. And we started talking and kind of connected back up. And, um, yeah. The that's cool. history. All right, on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hayden, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Tell me a little bit about you, Miss Ten-Year-Old. You're the oldest of the bunch, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so what's that, what, what's that like? What are you into um, at 10 years old? Uh, I like to surf and skateboard. Yeah. And... That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, no, okay, so uh, when I, um, before we even turn the mics on, I asked you how long you've been surfing and skateboarding. So how long have you been skateboarding? Uh, probably like five or six years. Yeah. And I've been surfing for six years. And you've been surfing for six years? Okay, cool. Who taught you to surf? My dad. I figured that would be the answer. Yeah, did he, did he put you in the water like before you can even walk? Um, probably. Yeah, I figured that would be the case too. <clears throat> what about you, Lily? What are you into? Uh, I play soccer. Yeah? Yeah. So you like running around? I'll tell you what, soccer, I couldn't keep up, man. I just don't have the stamina. How long have you been playing soccer? Uh, about like a year. Yeah? Okay, cool. Did you play any other sports before that? Uh, no. Yeah? No. So what got you into get, uh, soccer then in the last year? Uh, just my friend played it, so I wanted to start it. Okay. Are you guys on the same team? A couple of your friends? Uh, no, not anymore. Okay. Got it. Is the season still in right now, or when does the next season start? Uh, I have tryouts. What? Uh, on the 27th. In 10 days or something. Oh, really? Oh, it's coming around. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so the reason why I have you guys on the show, thanks by the way for sharing your guys' interests and stuff. Um, but I got you guys on the show because I was, um, on Instagram, of course, it's about how everyone communicates these days is social media, but I saw Corey's posts as seldom as they happen. Um, <laughs> that's like the only way that we've really kept in touch yeah. is just kind of like keeping up on updates and stuff. But every time I saw Corey post something... He was in a completely different country each and every time. Um, and it's not like you post, you know, ten times a week or anything like that. But maybe once or, once or twice, three times a month, but you were in a different destination. And one day I reached out to you. I'm like, man, it looks like um, things are going great. Glad to see that you're healthy and all this stuff. Something to that effect. Um, and then I finally made the comment, I'm like, how the heck are you in all these different places? What's going on? And can you remind me what was your response to that? I don't even... I, I remember you uh, writing me. I think I wrote, hey, I took off and I'm traveling the world with the family, but yeah. That's, yeah, that was exactly the answer. That was, that was, <laughs> like, I took off, I took and traveled the world. And, and I think that what struck me is that you said something like, we're, we took the year off. Yeah. And yeah, that was it. that's not something that you hear from families. I mean, I understand, like, the single person or whatever, or a group of friends that maybe, like... The college kid. Yeah, you know, like, they took leave off of work or whatever, and um, or they needed to take a break from school in general, and they just kind of saved up money from working at Starbucks to take a year <laughs> off. Um, but here you are, a family of five, and you guys took a year together um, doing all that. How did the notion of even doing this come to fruition? Ah, uh, well, it's kind of odd, actually. Okay. Uh, I mean, the base of it started, my mom passed kind of suddenly out of the blue. And, uh, 
which was tough, but we made it through that part and she had a little condo and, and we had sold that. So we had come into a little bit of extra cash and the decision, we, we were all ready to kind of settle down to the suburban lifestyle with that little bit of extra cash. And uh, I remember I was riding in my truck and a song came on and it hit me that I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, I wanted my kids to see more of the world. And uh, I remember I came home and it was that night, I was sitting out back with Jamie and I kind of briefly brought it up to her like, hey, you know, what, what if we didn't do the normal stuff? What if we just took off? And I just kind of left it at that because she was mm-hmm. like, what are you talking She's got Wait, how did, you, how did you respond when he brought that up? Well, I don't remember <clears throat> that night. Okay. So I must have just not been listening. To that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember us being in Mission Bay okay. with all the kids. And the kids were playing, having a great time. It was a beautiful day outside. And Corey and I were watching them. And he goes, what if we could do this every day? I'm like, well, yeah, that'd be great. Like, you know, like when somebody says, what if we won the lottery? Like, it's fun to think about, but it's not reality, right? Right, Okay. And he's like, well, here's a way we could do it. So kind of from there, it manifested into this, you know, an actual way that we could do it. And... Yeah, I just, at first I was like, no, like what, I mean, I had so many things. What are people going to think? Like, what if we don't buy a house? Like, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're, you know, that's, but the more and more I thought about it, it was, what do I want out of life? And also with his mom passing, it's what would she have done or what is really important? Spending time with family and having that time together especially all over the world is amazing but um yeah just it the more and more we talked about it it sounded like a really good idea yeah yeah (laughs) well and you know it's and i'm sorry to hear about mom passing especially when it's unexpected not like like death is always untimely right like i mean you don't ever want to have to face it um, but it, I think that it serves it's such a good reminder of like what what really matters is time, you know, and mm-hmm. you said it, you know, what, what what do we really want out of life, you know? Okay. So um, the fact that you kind of thought about this, thought this through and then brought it up to Jamie, Corey, um, that, I mean, I can see why that, that kind of like inspired you to, to make that. That conversation happened. So, so tell me about the the night. So she didn't respond, I guess. Yeah. Right. You just yeah, kind of left yeah. it at that. So continue from there. Well, I think I and then it was just plotting of how to first get this approved through the family. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. You got to get serious. hit up Star Command first and let them know. It was easier to to plan the whole trip than to plot the the scheme. But okay. actually, what it came down, I think it wasn't so much plot. It was just frank conversations about what we wanted out of life sure and, and when those came out and the you know as those happened those honest conversations it kind of manifested into no this is a good plan this is something we should be doing and i can remember we would sit out with the kids would go to bed and we would sit out there and those were some of the best nights of all right well let's agree to do it first and then we'd have these great conversations about okay how are we going to do it where are we going to go 
and that almost became overwhelming. So we would break it down even smaller. Okay, let's just pick some destinations first, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then we would get through that, and then we would go. Okay, well, let's talk about the kids' schooling. You know, so we broke it down into smaller mm-hmm. little conversations, little areas, and we would yeah. handle those. Maybe the destinations took a week to decide, and then the school took a week to decide, you know, how we were going to do school. And it was just each night we would just sit down and we'd make little lists. We're not very well organized people. I mean, we're just not. We're that kind makes of, three of us. Yeah, we're kind of the, <laughs> well, we'll wait and see what happens, folks. For sure. Um, but we were able to sit, you know, we, we focused on those things and we're able to sit down and say, okay, this week we're going to focus on you know where we're gonna go or we're gonna focus on how the kids are gonna do schooling or what we're gonna do with the place we rented or it was you know what are we gonna tell friends and family and we let the environment kind of adjust around us to make those decisions you know yeah yeah Uh, um let me kind of stop you right there as far you because you mentioned um, what we're going to tell friends and family. So can you guys share, like, what was, what were those conversations like? How did you approach that? Um, Mine were easy. Yours are I easy, all right. I remember being really nervous to tell my parents. Um, well, number one, my dad had been diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh, okay. So I, I guess I kind of had this guilt of leaving... Even though I didn't live in the same city, but it was it would have been harder for me to get back and forth wherever I was. But sure. Um, anyway, I do remember telling my mom, and I was so nervous, and she was like, "I think that's a great idea." Oh right. And I like that took so much weight off my shoulders. I remember, and then telling my dad, and he thought it was brilliant, and you should go, and um, so I was definitely nervous to tell them. My friends. I didn't. I was sad that I wouldn't see them for a year or whatever. Okay. But I was more excited to share that news with them. Okay. Um, and then the kids, I knew they'd be excited they'd just to be not in. be so, in school and be able to go all these amazing places. So, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, for us, like as grown-ups, we mm-hmm. we know what the world probably has to offer without actually seeing it, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like from a kid's lens, it's like. Well, you just made that kind of like their life. That's that's part of their life now. It's not something that I've ever done as a child. I was born in a different country and then I came to the United States. And um, but I'd never traveled the world with my parents um, or my or my brother or anything like that. We now aspire to do it. And so the fact that you guys kind of incorporated this into what they're growing up into, Hayden, Lily, and Maverick. For them to just like that—that's just a part of their life now. Um, and I, albeit it's not every day that they do it, but the fact that they took a year with you guys to do this um, had to be pretty amazing. So Hayden and Lily, I'm gonna—I'm gonna kind of focus on you guys. When? Um, how did your parents tell you that you guys were gonna start traveling the world? Can you tell me that story? They just said we're going to travel the world. They just <laughs> came out right and said, "Okay." And so, how did you guys respond? Uh, I was like. What? <laughs> yeah. You're super surprised? Okay. What was going through your mind when you realized, okay, so I'm not going to go to school for a year. What was that like? Excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be stoked too. How'd you feel about that? Um, I was okay, but I really liked the school I was going to. But after I realized I was going to go to school for a year, I was 
more excited. You were more excited about that? Okay. What about friends and stuff? Were you at all hesitant to leave friends for that long? A little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Not much, though. What did you tell your friends before, you know, you guys left and stuff? Uh, I was just like, we're just going to go travel the world. I'll be back for like a year. <laughs> oh my god. That's so bizarre. Okay, so how'd they respond, Lily? What what did they say to you? They're like, okay. <laughs> what well, you had some friends who were upset about it though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You had some friends who were bummed they were g- weren't gonna see you and missed you. No, some wanted to come. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You, you, and they didn't come with you, unfortunately, huh? No. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, so now you guys have had the conversation. You guys are going to travel the world. Um, when you look at it, and I realize that you know, like time was kind of a, um, what was important here. So quality time with each other. Um, when you when you set out and um, go on this first trip, was it was it international or did you guys just travel the U.S. or what was going on? Like so how- the first <clears throat> was we drove from here to Houston, which is where my parents are. Okay. Uh, visited them for a little bit, and then from there we flew to Costa Rica. That was our first, uh, basically our first destination. Yeah. Which is which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. that's not how we originally planned it. True. Oh really? So originally <laughs> we weren't supposed to leave until June of last year. And we ended up leaving in January. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jamie's dad got sick, we decided we needed to speed things up, and we wanted to get out to Houston. Okay. And so that's what we did, and we we switched everything up. And, and I remember Jamie, we were sitting on the couch, and we were deciding on how we were leaving. We were like, "All right, we're going to Portugal in June, and that's we're going to let the girls finish the year." And she was like, "No, let's just go. Well, cool. Uh, let's speed this up." It was like. October or November and she's like let's go earlier let's let's get this show on the road sure. and we did what, what prompted that and I'm sorry you may have mentioned it what prompted for going from June um, of last year to all of a sudden January of last year well it was yeah it was a lot of okay well let's go see my dad and um, that was a lot of it but so this is funny because my biggest fear in life is flying Really? <laughs> so when now I'll talk about more about that. In a minute, but <laughs> I gotta hear it. When yeah. I do things that I'm afraid of, I'm always like, "Well, let's just get it over with." Yeah. And then yeah. I feel better because you know it's like the anticipation is so much worse for me than the actual act of doing it. Okay. So okay. if I'm in a stress from now until June, no. But if I stress <laughs> from now till. January or February, like I can deal with that and I won't kill myself with the stress. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um so anyway, that was another thing I wait so I you, definitely you would overcame. you would be so let's say it's January like what is it today? The, the third or something like yeah. that? Okay, so it's January second or third. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, Oh my gosh, we're gonna fly in June. Yes. You're literally that, for months thinking so, about that if that yes, was the case. It used to be that crippling of a fear wow. where I would wow. stress for that long. Um, yeah, every night before I go to bed, that's all I would think about, but not anymore. Sure, sure. Um, that obviously has changed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm never going to like it flying, mm-hmm. but I don't avoid it anymore. 
I do it, I just do it afraid. I've, I never got over it. So you're still not, no. to this day, you're not over I it? I don't like it. Yeah. But I'll do it because what's the alternative? It's my family doesn't get to go or they go without me and I, you know, I, appreciate I sit that. here and I appreciate regret that, yeah. What the Not fear? Your and... fear is lessened incredible. Oh, for sure. There's, Exposure I mean, one thing is that's... a huge yeah. factor in. I would say the last couple flights you just got on the airplane rather than. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, so anyway, um, back to the original question was yeah. Number one. I definitely wanted to go spend time with my dad, um, you know, mm-hmm. while we could. Yeah. And we could. We were done doing everything we needed to do. So uh, get out there and then, yeah, get, let's get this Just get on going. the road so I don't yeah. have to think about it anymore. <laughs> so. Okay, so you're in Houston? Is that where you were? We're in prior, Houston. Prior to going to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. So first flight, yeah. All five of you guys, right, at this point? Yep. Yes. So you guys are in Houston. You were going through Houston International, right? And you're in the terminal, walking down the hall to board the plane. What's going on in your guys' head? I want all of you guys to answer. So we'll start with we'll start with Jamie because she was the one fearful. Flight. Well, so this is the crazy thing. I actually wasn't as nervous that morning as I thought okay. I was going to be. But I think it all just felt so surreal to me that I wasn't afraid of it. I, it, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It was just, here we go, and there was so much unexpected stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, we didn't know anything about where we were going or... I mean, not really. We had never been to any of these places. Sure. Um, so it was just, hold on tight for this adventure. Right on. That's, yeah. And luckily, I did have a three-year-old or two-year-old at that time. <laughs> to distract me from anything else I would have been feeling or thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Hayden, how was it for you? Um, I I was just excited because it finally was starting. Okay. And I was just happy that we're finally going to go to our first place and start the trip. Cool. When you were, um, so you knew that you were going to Costa Rica from Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Um, no, I know what Costa Rica has to offer as a little surfer. What were you thinking about, though, on your way? Like, what were you excited about? Um, just being being able to see all of it and being able to go surf and see all the things to see there. Nice. Okay, cool. Lily, what was going through your head when you were walking through that terminal in the airport and boarding the plane? I was like, uh, I don't know. I was just like excited to get away. And yeah. Stuff. Okay. I was a little nervous because it was my first plane ride. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. What was I going through your mind? <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, I don't know. I was just like nervous. Yeah. So but I was excited to like get on the road and leave. Cool. I bet mom was pretty happy that you were there with her because she was nervous too. Yeah. So the, the two of you had each other, huh? Uh, how how that make you feel knowing that mom was a little nervous too? Did it make you feel a little bit better? Yeah. It did because you weren't alone in that feeling, huh? <laughs> okay, cool. Corey, man, tell me about it. Uh, you know, the funny thing was is we were getting ready to leave, and we had we had quite a bit of suitcases, but we had the biggest thing. We had a giant <laughs> surfboard bag. I mean, it has four or five surfboards in it. 
And so that morning I was loading it onto the truck to take it to the airport and it fell and hit me on the side of the head and like destroyed my neck. So like I couldn't heck? even move the very, that oh instantly. Gosh. It locked me up completely and I was stuck. And uh, so I was in an incredible amount of pain. Seriously? Yeah. Huh? So we're going through the terminal and I can't move. I can't turn my head. I can't do anything. I'm just in, in, you know, it's supposed to be this exciting moment and I'm stuck in just cramp, full cramp mode, can't do a thing. And I've got to carry all this stuff. I've got this two-year-old, you know, we're trying to keep calm and this girl's first airplane. And I'm, <coughs> the whole time. No. Yeah. So that very first plane ride was not pleasant for me. It was more <laughs> like, I mean, I, I had all the excitement, but it's hard to feel that excitement when you're in pain. Yeah, yeah. Not much pain. I'm just just trying to keep your head straight. Were you in any way thinking that th like this could potentially ruin my first experience in Costa Rica? Absolutely. I was I was convinced at this point that huh there goes the month. This yeah. is going this is going to last like 2 or 3 weeks, you Oh know? man. And I'm just going to have to live with it and that's how it's going to be. So we landed and uh we got there and trying to keep it all together but we get out to our place and then so the very first thing is I'm not gonna let this ruin this trip so I found a doctor and you know luckily enough got a cortisone shot yeah and uh, some muscle relaxers and was able to make it yeah you know how long did it take for you to actually recover I was able to move around within a week Oh, cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Cortisone so I was, and <laughs> yeah, you know, I was able to do things and, you know, it wasn't always perfectly comfortable, but, sure. you know, we had some major things happen right away. You know, we, our very first experience, we go and we, this is our first time checking into an Airbnb ever. We'd never stayed in one. Okay. So we go to the Airbnb and we stay there one night and the house is filled with these giant spiders. I mean, just huge, huge okay. spiders. Hold on. I'm going to stop yes. you both. I'm going to stop you both for a second, okay? Spiders. I don't, okay, I, I, I say that I'm not afraid of them, but you're saying they're huge. I want to hear it from the kids. Do you see these spiders yourselves? So yes. tell me about how huge they were and how scary, if at all, for you guys. They were giant. They were giant. If you were to... Okay, so give me, like, the size of it. Like, if you were to compare it to something... Um, it was probably about this big. So, like, a like a, a saucer for a teacup. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, so how did you guys first see a spider that big? Like, did it crawl out from under your bed? Was it hiding in the shower or something? Um, I think it was just started crawling on the wall. You it just saw it? It was in the kitchen. It was in the I kitchen? Exactly no, there was two. <clears throat> there was two, yeah. There, there was, was, was more than that. There was, a there, was, yeah, there was one in the board bag? Under the board bag. When we oh, my board. gosh. There was quite a few. There was one in the bedroom. Yeah. Big one. Let's just say it. There was a spider problem. <laughs> there was a it was a problem. Okay, I, I interrupted where you were gonna go with the spider. So what was no no, 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 no go with the spiders. That go with the spiders. Everybody into a panic <laughs> right off the bat. Oh, we thought that okay, that's normal. But we were like, hey, that's this is what we decided on. We're gonna have to deal with the spider problem. But then we we went out for the day to go to the doctor. Okay. And uh, we're driving back, and it was a Friday, and the Airbnb from San Francisco calls us, and they're like. You need to have your stuff out of that house within an hour. Yeah. You need to be checked out. We had rented this place for a month. 
Oh my gosh, why? We don't know. We assume it had something to do with the owner. Yeah, Did it wasn't wrong? anything us. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, and then we got credit for, yeah. you know, they were going to put us up for a couple nights at a hotel, whatever we chose. Well, there's one hotel, and it's like a six-star resort. So. Yeah. And we, we could Are you serious? We were roughing it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. <clears throat> I don't know what happened that guy had some financial beef, I guess, with... Uh, oh, really? So, Wait, that's yeah. so wild. Like, to, you're visiting a doctor really and he bizarre. tells you about the place? Really bizarre, yeah. Huh. Um, well, yeah. So, anyway, Airbnb gave us credit to go to this hotel. The only one, like I said, was this resort. So that's where we spent a First few days. days. Yeah. Um, until we found a new Airbnb, which happened to be about... A five and a half hour drive south, which is where we didn't have enough credit oh, yeah. <laughs> to be at. Uh, anyway, we stayed a couple, a few nights, maybe uh, two nights, um, looking for a new Airbnb. We were in Tamarindo at the time. Nothing really was available there, so we ended up finding one that was about five and a half hours drive south. Okay, to a place called Malpais. Santa Teresa. Santa Teresa. Um, ended up being the most amazing place. What? That we didn't even know existed. I felt like it happened for a reason. Yeah. It was it definitely was, one of those God shots where you're... Because yes. we, we were in the, you know, Tamarindo area or <laughs> south of there. And we were like, well, this is cool, but it's really touristy. And mm-hmm. we're not looking for the touristy kind of area. Mm-hmm. And... I see this spot. It was funny. We were, I was actually looking at Surfline for surf, and I kept seeing this one spot way south, five hours south of us, that always had this little wave. And I was like, let's just go there. I, I, we knew nothing really? about this. Never heard of it. Nothing. Well, I was just thinking to myself, too, like, okay, you guys did some research before you head out to Costa Rica, and... Obviously, plans get dampered because a surfboard falls on your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then this this whole spider thing, and then needing to go to this resort. It, obviously, the whole plan goes to crap. Oh yeah. yeah. And now here you are, like completely pleased with how it all turned out. Yeah. Absolutely. What the heck? So, yeah. so you you pull up to this place, and you're expecting not much, but what do you see? Well, <clears throat> I think yeah. The first thing we noticed, I mean, all of a sudden we went from kind of a more urban center and Tamarindo and mm-hmm. all that to this lush tropical forest yeah. that we end up in. Right you on know, the water. Right on the water yes. and there's little beautiful. just little places, little shops all the way down. It's mm-hmm. beautiful little city and uh, but we just in, I think instantly fell in love yeah, with it. Yeah, just this it, perfect it sized fun. little town and we had had our rental car but ended up getting these little ATVs that we drove around the whole time. And Sweet. It was perfect. That's how you got around town? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yes. We had a two-year-old. I, I took yeah. our two-year-old and would belt him into me, with me on this <laughs> ATV. Totally with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these these three would ride the other one. And, oh, that's cool. I mean, it was it was magical down there. <laughs> we surfed and we fished. and yeah. I mean, it was the perfect start to this year of adventure. You know, yeah. because Once it was it what it taught us was first to be flexible. You know, mm-hmm. adversity is going to come up during this trip constantly. We need to be able to, yeah. if something goes wrong, just 
not freak out and panic. Just go, you know what? We're gonna handle it. Let's see where yep. let's see where the world takes us. Cool. Yeah. And it was really organic in that way of this happens, this is our response to that issue. And what ended up happening for us was every time we had that response, it seemed to work out for the better for us. Mm-hmm. Cool. In reality. I think that maybe it probably had a lot to do with putting that mindset already in place. That like, you know what? Sure. Yeah, because yeah. you, you could have totally allowed that to ruin the whole situation. Definitely. And then another curveball gets thrown your way, and then something else from left field comes your way in a different country that you're already unfamiliar with. And then you're thinking, my gosh, this is not exactly how I planned it, right? Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you were like, you know what, man, it turned out really awesome that first time in Costa Rica. And if it happens again, we're just going to have to deal with it. Yep. And the kids, how'd they do with all those things happening? And, and how often did that, did you guys have to run into like a change of plans or whatever? Oh. Well, there was one Almost major one in the middle of our whole trip when we didn't go to Egypt. That well, at Panama, we, we went from Costa Rica down to Panama. Uh-huh. And we had this great little, tiny little house we were staying in. And uh, they had a huge upwell in cold water up into the coast. And the surf went flat and it got infested with jellyfish. Really? And we're talking the size of a deflated beach ball as the body. Really? Massive. Yeah. So there was no swimming. Oh, Hayden was stung several times. There was no swimming for the other kids. No surfing, really, because she got stung. No water fun. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, there were other times. But, you know, the kids are very resilient. Yeah. And they're just... More we're than lucky us. that they're yeah we're lucky yeah, yeah. that they're very uh, I'm sure all kids are to some degree but they're very just okay they're just like mom and dad got this so it's, yeah just yeah just take us like, on the quad and we'll go to the next town yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well we uh so. we actually we were planning on being there a month we packed it up in two weeks in Costa Rica or in, or in, Panama? in Panama in Panama and we headed to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. wow uh, we we'd, we had been planning to go to Puerto Rico anyway but we were like we went early. Yeah. Let's let's go early. Let's get over to the Caribbean where the water's back to being warm. Oh, okay. No jellyfish, and, mm-hmm. and we hopped on a plane. We were able, thank, luckily through buying enough plane tickets through American Express. Cool. You know, <laughs> little rewards points. <laughs> yeah. Better. Oh yeah, and we went to the hot. She was jumping. You want to tell? Yeah. I, uh, okay. Let me. I'm gonna backtrack a little yeah. bit. Okay. So I'm gonna get to you, Lily, because it sounds like you've got a story to tell. I want to hear about um, Hayden getting stung by a jellyfish. I don't mean to laugh, but I mean I guess we can now because it's over and you're okay. But tell me about how that all happened. Um, I was just <clears throat> surfing, and all of a sudden, a jelly came up. Jellyfish came up and stung me. You were surfing when it happened. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, how did it feel? Uh, it hurt. Yeah? Like, if you were to describe uh, or, or give it, like, a, a, pa- a pain meter, one being, like, oh, this is n- no problem, I'm just, t- like, taking a swim, to ten, like, I lost my leg. Where'd you get stung, first of all? Uh, I, like, just in Panama, like, just in the water there. We're on your body. Oh, like, it was just, like, on my leg. On your leg. Okay, so so, so from a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being it's no problem, I can swim, to 10, my leg just fell off in the water. How did you feel? 
Probably like a four. A four? You toughed it out. Her pain scale is, no isn't kidding. Like normal. Yeah, that's not. No, 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 that's like Wolverine, if you know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can feel yeah. no problem. All right, cool. So how long did it take for you to recover? Do you remember? About probably like a day or two. Really? Okay, that's pretty impressive. How'd you guys? How'd you guys deal with the fact that she got stung? She's used. I mean, it wasn't her first time okay, being cool. stung before, so right. um, for her that was pretty normal. Yeah, you know, I'd be like at an eight if I was you. To be honest, I've never, <laughs> I've never been stung by jellyfish. It's actually, I don't think about it, but like you can just walk down any one of our coasts here and it's step possible. on one. You know, yeah. So, all right, Lily, you had a story. You got stitches. Did I hear that a little bit? Okay, so how did this all happen? Uh, me and Hayden were jumping on a trampoline, and then I fell and I hit my lip and then my tooth uh, bit through my lip. Ooh, that's that, that had to be painful. Especially like your lip. Like, did it go through like all the way through your, your mouth? Yeah. No kidding, huh? How did it feel um, like having stitches on your mouth? Like what was difficult when you had stitches on, on your mouth? Uh, it was just like a shot that made it for it didn't hurt. That was the only thing that hurt. That was the worst part? Getting yeah. a shot yeah. in your mouth. What was it like eating food and stuff? Would you have to be careful? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot of stuff. Really? No. Like, okay, so what's the one thing that you wish you were able to eat while you had stitches in your mouth? Chips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. What are your favorite chips? Uh, probably just plain. Yeah. Those are tortilla. Sour like, cream and onion. Oh, nice. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> okay, so uh, Panama, you guys were there for two weeks. Yeah, and, and, and she bites her lip and we have to go to the hospital because it's... Oh man! Need to get need to get stitches, um, and we're really in a an extremely rural area, but we don't know what to expect. You know, it's a country we've never been in. We find this hospital, and it's absolutely beautiful. The hospital, the hospital is. So you were going to touch on something. I, I think you you kind of alluded to it, Jamie, earlier before we turned on the mics. But you're talking about like the cost of mm-hmm. those health situations. Can you kind of explain to the audience like? What are the differences that you noticed, and from yeah, everything, I'm talking well, about like cost to even like even the services. Uh, well, I actually wasn't in the hospital, but Corey says it was very clean okay. and very nice, and he works in healthcare construction, so I definitely trust. Yeah, him. yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah, the <clears throat> bill for her stitch and the visit was two dollars. The bill for the medication, which was just an ointment, was two dollars. <laughs> So four dollars total for this whole, yeah, it was unreal. Oh my unreal. gosh! Yeah, and they took us. So, I mean, we got there. They took us right in, stitched her up, got her all feeling good. We were in and out of the ER within maybe a half hour, twenty minutes to a half hour. That is wild. So we always talk about if we ever need a major operation or anything major that we're gonna fly to Panama City. Fly to Panama. Yeah, they're clean. They're that's you insane. Know, yeah, that's totally. insane. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of like a situation here. Oh, like you go to the emergency hundreds. room, still wait an hour. Yeah, then get the stitches. I know. And then pay twenty five dollar copay or whatever it is to hey, get if that you're done. Lucky. I mean, you know, in the oh, well, ER, know. we didn't a couple hundred dollars either. Oh my god! So this man. is with, and not to say that they would accept it there. I don't know sure, how sure. all that works, but, but still, yeah, yep. four bucks. Yeah. Yep. That's insane, man. Did you guys do research around like health and emergency before you guys left town? We double checked in 
in any location that we decided on, we did double check to make sure that there were health facilities mm -hmm. somewhat close. Okay. I mean, we knew that there was no way to be like, oh, well, there needs to be a hospital within 10 minutes. But we just wanted to make sure that wherever we were, there was at least one drivable fairly quickly. Okay, cool. Uh, most of that being that we have kids who surf and skate, especially with Hayden and her skate level. Um, she does bigger tricks on bigger ramps and bigger places. There's a there's a darn good chance she's gonna get hurt at a at a much worse level. Yeah. And just yeah. oh, I scraped my knee. Right. Mm -hmm. And when it turned out like when she bit through her lip, it was like we know we knew where the hospital was. It was a half hour drive. And did you do that research for that hospital? Let's just say for that example. Um, before you traveled to that place? Yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So before we settled on any Airbnb, we made sure that, you know, there were healthcare facilities at least somewhat close. Okay. That was probably the farthest one mm -hmm. that we would have had to have traveled uh -huh. because Panama, once you're out of Panama City, it's a very rural country. You know, it's it's small little towns with one healthcare center kind of centered between three or four little towns. Mm. So it's... It was a half hour drive, but still, it's no big deal. The yeah. roads there are great, so it was mm -hmm. easy. It was a viable option mm -hmm. still to, to have that access. That's important, dude, especially the little, little one. I mean, Maverick being two at the time. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah right. um, so, you know, speaking of staying at places like the Six Star Hotel, that's pretty cool. Um, but then, like, being cooped up in a room or small places or Airbnbs. I don't know. I mean, if I look at any quote-unquote normal family, we'd be frustrated with one another at one point in time. Were you mindful about time alone or away from each other? And like, how important did that play a role? Um, I don't know. For me, I feel that the everyday stresses of work, taking care of a house, paying bills... All that stuff was eliminated when we were gone. Interesting. So I didn't have that. I didn't carry that extra weight of frustration with me. So when we were together, it was just fun. It was a good time. I mean, I'm sure there were times, you know, where it was really hot. We didn't have air conditioning and we got on each other's nerves a little bit. But overall, um, I just think we were all a lot less stressed with life in general and hotels would be rough i mean we would get to hotels, hotels room, where it was sure. just one room yeah. and it when we were driving because when we came back from the caribbean we did drive across the entire u.s okay and at those times we would be in the car mm -hmm. we would stop at like you know the holiday inn yeah it's one room with two yeah. beds you know and there's five of us oh shit. that's when it, it starts cramped, to be we would be like ah. Yeah. But then we would find other hotels that, you know, at least had the living room and bed, you know, like two room rooms almost, mm -hmm. and we could spread out a little bit. Yeah, um, like that, that split door or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I gotcha. Uh, but that didn't happen all that often, so in reality, it worked out to where we could. We did take breaks here and there just throughout the day. If, Hey, we're gonna walk to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. You know, one person walks to the grocery. One of us walked to the grocery store or to the park with the kid. And there was separation. It wasn't like we were always, you know, tied at the hip. Or we're going to the skate park and she's gonna go down to the beach. Yeah, we would. Yeah. 
yeah split up here and there but for the most part we did stay all together with very little, I think, animosity towards each other. That's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. And I'm just thinking about it while you were explaining it, Jamie, about mm-hmm. um, not having the expectations of you or those responsibilities, mm-hmm. those burdens, really. Yeah. Um, you were kind of freed from that, you know? And so I think for, for me personally, whenever I can take a week off or something <coughs> from work and I'm camping with the kids or something like that, I, I feel like I, I kind of lose track of time, mm-hmm. um, maybe unintentionally, actually and it just happens but then I'm not finding that an agenda is as important that that moment in time it's really that moment in time you know what I mean instead of thinking ahead and like how much time do I have off like how much time off do I have left and things like that I'm not thinking about that it's like what's the next hike going to look like or like you know we saw I saw a bear for the first time with my kids so that was their first time seeing a bear my first time seeing a bear and it was a family of bears and like what an experience that was you know and and, like in that moment I'm literally thinking about nothing more than making sure that the kids run (laughs) if they needed to (laughs) and then I'm ready to punch a bear you know what I mean but like it's exciting it's like it's like yeah you're not thinking about anything else it's like those moments of like starting a fire with my kids is so important and that's really cool that really like time apart from one another is a really the last thing I'm thinking about it mm-hmm. seems kind of similar to you guys like yeah. intentionally being with one another that was the whole purpose you know right. so that's cool okay um, how many countries did you guys travel during the course of that year well so Jamie and Lily and Maverick did 13 uh huh and me and Hayden did 15. We did uh, two extra countries at the end of the trip because uh-huh. we ended up going to uh, Indonesia and then over to Australia. So it was another one of those things where, you know, we learned to be flexible because what ended up happening is Jamie's father passed during this trip and she wanted to get back and it all kind of worked out. We were supposed to go to Egypt. But they had a political uprising the day we were supposed to fly in, essentially. Wow. And we had run out our visas in Europe. And so we had to go, and we ended up hopping on a cruise ship back across the Atlantic and ended up in Canada. And we went to Iceland and Canada, and so we were kind of in Canada going, well, this was unexpected. (laughs) No way. We were supposed to be on this endless summer, and we were in in Canada (laughs) in the fall. (laughs) I saw that's so crazy. Yeah, so yeah. And we absolutely loved it. It was amazing. It was mm-hmm. Iceland is one of the coolest places I'll ever have been to. That's cool. And who would have? It was never even brought up as an idea. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought of that. And uh, so they ended up going back and hanging out with um, Jamie's with mom that. in Houston, uh-huh. and, and me and Hayden jumped on a plane and shot over to Indonesia. Oh, wow. And Australia, and we were gone for two months. And So we had had that planned for all of us to go. So we had Egypt and then the next countries after that. Yes. Um, so we had these Airbnbs for Bali and Australia for a month at a time. And when you do long-term rentals, you don't get your money back. So part of it was like, well, I think you and Corey, you and Hayden should go. They're the surfers and the family and don't waste it. That's cool. You know, I'll stay here and work on this, do this. And you guys finish it out. So that's cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's a good way to have supported one another. I mean, obviously she needed to go home. Um, and 
then you still had Airbnbs like that you paid for for a yeah. month at a time. Yeah. Um, did you guys in between? Okay, so I'm gonna. I got two questions. One, let me go back to the Iceland Canada thing. You guys are you guys are chasing summer around the globe. Literally, that's what you guys are doing. How did you pack and be prepared for that kind of weather in the fall in Canada? Well, we absolutely need no preparation. For None that. whatsoever. That. So you had board shorts. Swimsuits, we were in Iceland at the Icelandic <clears throat> mall buying sweatpants. Well, oh my even gosh. we were we just- got off in we were in Rome because we were supposed to go from Rome to Egypt. Right. And we can't go. We have to get out of Europe because we've spent our three months. And uh, so we hop on a plane and land in in London. And we're going to take the train down to Southampton to get on this cruise ship. And we are in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> it's f- maybe 50 degrees, raining, dumping rain. The kids are in shorts and shirts with little tiny jackets. That, and oh, that's crazy. We, we're like running through the rain. We have this giant, all this stuff. And we're like, what are we going to do? You know, and like I we find a hotel and had to find a camping store or a sports store and buy some jackets and yeah. pants. I, I had zero <laughs> pairs of pants. Um, and get ready for this cold weather adventure that mm-hmm. kind of was sprung on us. Um, as far as packing before that was pretty easy when you're doing tropical packing. Sure. It's, yeah. So you're like flip-flops, a pair of shoes maybe. And, yeah. yeah. Well, a pair of shoes and yeah. a bunch of bathing suits and some clothes. For us, though, it was tough because we did have, you know, four or five surfboards at any given time. Yeah, yeah. So we had this huge surfboard bag, but we could fit, I think, three of the kids' clothes in that and my clothes. And then we just had, each kid had their own backpack with stuff in it that they wanted. And then we had one big carry bag, carry-on bag, or not carry-on, check-in bag. Uh Uh-huh. And that was one. Yep. Between the five of you? One, yep, and then everything That's else, impressive. tons of stuff went in the board bag. What ended up happening was we would be out in Costa Rica or Panama or Puerto Rico and be like, oh, well, we really like this thing. Let's uh-huh. put it this way. We bought a lot of suitcases on you our did. trip. You did? <laughs> yeah, we ended here. up filling oh, them with stuff shoot. and sending them back. That's um, okay. Yeah. So... Wait, so did you guys ever travel back to the U.S. in between any yeah. of those countries? You did yeah. multiple times. multiple times. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we came back. Uh, we came back from Puerto Rico. We came back to the U.S. and then we we came all the way back to um, San Diego because the kids had to do a end of the year school evaluation. Oh, okay. Even though they were homeschooled, they still had to do this evaluation. So they had to come back in June. Or at May, end of May, June. So they came back, and we spent about a week here, okay, or two weeks here, Get and then assessment in, and- got that done. And then what we did was we drove the entire U.S. So we went from San Diego all the way back through Houston, all the way through Florida, up the East Coast to uh, Boston, and then we flew from Boston over to Europe, to Portugal, Spain, and France. Okay. You just, like, drive a rental and you just leave it no, in Boston? No, our car. Or? We drive Oh, shoot. Car. So you're going to fly right back to Boston. So, originally we had planned <laughs> to sell I love it, dude. that car in Boston. Oh, shoot. Okay. We lost the title on the drive. Oh, no. So we couldn't sell it. So we put it in a storage unit and <laughs> <laughs> we, flew, we flew to Europe. 
Another one of those God sent moments when we had to come back to the U.S. We ended up in Boston. Yeah. We magically had a car. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Really. It would not have been possible if we wouldn't have lost the title. What the heck, man? It was one of those moments that you you go, well, God's looking out for us or whoever, you know. Sure. It just magically all worked out. That's awesome. And kind of let it go. It took it. All of those things take work behind it. You know. I get it. Yeah getting from A to B to C to D, but every time we would turn around and go, you know, how is that even possible that just by chance we forgot or we lost the title and we had to put our truck in a storage unit in Boston and we end up, you know, one state up from Boston (laughs) or from Massachusetts. You know, we ended up in Northern Canada. We just drove down from Canada through Maine Ended up in Massachusetts, picked our car back up. That is so cool, man. Yeah, it was. That is crazy how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 15 countries for you, Hayden, and 13 countries for you, Lily. Yeah. I have traveled to two. Uh, (laughs) Between the countries that you have visited, um, I want each of you to share. Which one do you suggest everyone that's listening to the show right now? Each of you might have different ones, and that's cool. But what was your favorite? Tell tell them why you, they should they should go to that country. Uh, I think they should go to Rome. Okay. Because there's lots of history there, and it's pretty. Yeah. What kind of history did you learn about in Rome? Uh, about like the Colosseum and stuff. Okay, that's cool. And you're an athlete, so that kind of makes sense for you to be interested in in the Colosseum. All right. Did you like the food that was out there? Uh, yeah, it was good. Okay. And did you have your chips out there? (laughs) (laughs) You did. Good, good. It's the best pizza, right? I don't really like the pizza. Uh, (laughs) Really? No. Okay. I thought of all places that would have awesome pizza would be in Italy. (laughs) 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 All right, cool. Hayden, what about you? What's the one country that people should visit? Uh, I really liked Puerto Rico. Okay. What did you like about Puerto Rico? It was really pretty there, and it had good surf. Yeah, right on. Um, it was also really tropical, and there was a lot of things to see there. Okay, what, what were some of the things that you saw that you really that like really caught your eye or you really enjoyed? Uh, like the tropical waterfalls there oh, they course. had, and they had like a lot of like old forts from a long time ago. Whoa, are you allowed to go in those things? Yeah, you are. All right, cool. You guys got pictures of those? Yeah. Nice, good, good. And iguanas. And and what was it, Lily? Iguanas. Iguanas. Are you allowed to touch? Iguanas out there? I, I don't know. did. I yeah. did. Good for you. Good for you. <clears throat> cool. Um, okay, what about you guys? Would you say that there's like a one place that, like, hands down, I'd go back now if I had a chance to? The north of Spain. Yeah? Yeah. What absolutely. about it? It's just that's one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. The most uh, family-centric place, Okay. I think, on the entire trip. Um, they're so family oriented there. It was it was really eye opening. It, it's a big difference compared to America. Really, philosophy is uh, different. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean it, it really is family first. What? The only thing I didn't like is Hayden got a concussion. Yeah, in in Spain. In Spain, Hayden had a, a major incident on a big skateboard ramp, hit oh, her head, shoot. and had a major blacked out. Had a major concussion. Had to go to the hospital. Spend the night in the hospital. Two. Two different hospitals. Two. You've been through some times, Hayden. Jeez Louise. Stung by jellyfish, concussion on the... Yeah, it was, it was pretty scary. So, uh, 
but yeah, just that their whole culture and how they view life was yeah. was beautiful. We ended up meeting a family there who one of them was the chief of police, and we ended up staying with him, me and the two girls, for three or four nights and hanging out with them. And uh-huh. they took us all along that north coast and showed us all the different surf spots. And the girls got to hang out with kids their age. That's and, cool. You know, they would go cruise the town, the little towns at night by themselves, you know, which as a parent here, you would never no, know. You'd be say. like, there's no way you're going into town by yourself at night. So we were in this little town, it was called uh, Tapia, and it's in the north, kind of west coast of Spain. And uh, yeah, they'd go out, have these huge festivals all the time in the downtown areas, and the kids are just expected all to just go cruise around. I mean, you'd see tons of these kids just out running around, having fun, exploring, kind of in this almost like free range, you know, like just letting them go and be. And at first it was really nerve wracking to let, you know, my two daughters go out and cruise around in this foreign country, but it was almost instantly put at ease, you know, once they were out and about and having fun and enjoying. And um, yeah, it was so different than how we would act here. How do you... I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble actually connecting with that, because I can't imagine... I, I, I'm, what I'm seeing is like a huge crowd of kids or people in some public area and just kind of running around at night at a festival. When you're in a crowd like that here, I'm thinking, I need to keep an eye out within like, you know, eyesight's distance where my kids are. So how do you... How'd you get over that, and what, what put you at ease so much? Well, one thing, walking around with the police chief... We were staying at the police chief's house. That so, yeah, I, was I mean, that wasn't was, that. I don't know. You know, and we were hanging out with the police chief and one of the main fire guys for the town, and they were like, no, this, this, that's not a thing here. That's so cool. You know, that's not a, an issue that we have. You know, it's expected that the kids are supposed to go out and enjoy the town. That's what the town's here for. Man. Is f- yeah. for the family. And it's expected for the family to go and have dinner at a restaurant and let the kids go play, you know, in any one of the 20 parks that's within the little town. And I mean, the town maybe is 10, 20,000 people. It's not this huge town. And they probably have 20, 30 little playgrounds and parks and God, places. we got to get it together out right. here, man. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. So did you, did you have trouble with connecting with that idea at all, Jamie, or...? Um, a little bit at first, but I think once we were there for that amount of time and I kind of, you know, you get used to their culture and I mean, it's hard going from (laughs) so many years of that's how it is in America to that's how it is there with a lot of things. But, um, yeah, I was okay. I think mainly I was okay because... (laughs) of the police chief and it was right. his daughters that Hayden and Lily were running around the town with so I think that played a big factor in me. Lily and Hayden when you guys were at that festival that your dad and mom were just describing in Spain um, you're obviously a bunch of lo- like a lot of other kids too probably your age maybe some older or younger Did you guys make friends while you guys were traveling out there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you did? Um, so tell me about how you guys meet friends in a completely different country. You have no idea who's out there. Like, how did you meet one of them? Tell me one story. I don't really know. Yeah, you just kind of started playing with them, or what? 
Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> okay. Surf contest. Surf right. contest. You, so you joined a surf contest, made some friends on that. Mm-hmm. What, uh, where was the contest? Uh, I had so I had one in Puerto Rico and one in Spain. Okay, cool. And then, um, are they about the same age as you? Yeah. Any intention to keep in touch with them? Um. Yeah. How? Um. I think. Well, Corey and I keep in touch more with the parents, I guess, probably through okay, cool. social media or WhatsApp, too. That was, that's what they use. I love WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. totally new to so, it, but, like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you could just spend a lot of time with those friends. Like, when you were at the surf contest, obviously you were with them, but, like, outside of the contests and stuff, did you guys hang out? Yeah. You guys played together? Oh, cool. Um, I just, I'm just thinking too, like, you know, you're usually in a setting where you're in school and you're with your normal friends and stuff, and now you've got to make friends for short stints of time, you know? Um, but you guys, like you said, Jamie, they're pretty resilient and like kids in general. So it's pretty cool that they got to meet some new faces and like understand culture a little bit differently. Um, well, I think the big thing too was there's a major language barrier. Didn't even so think about that. Actually. We were, yeah. you know, they were making friends with kids who don't speak English, you know? And, mm. They're cruising around these little towns with people with very minimal English and they're very minimal Spanish. Um, and it was even for us meeting friends out on the road. You know, I don't speak great Spanish. I can keep a basic conversation going. But we met some <laughs> wonderful people, had dinner with folks that we met over there, and we're going to this people's house and staying with them and their limited English and my limited Spanish. But you know, it was, you'd go into their house and just feel welcome. You feel at home almost with them, you know, even yeah. with that language barrier. That's that's how their culture was, yeah. you know. We I found that a lot of places in in um, throughout our trip. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely built confidence in them, too. Not only having to be the new kid, but having to be the new kid 13 times, where oh, most right. of those times, yeah, they didn't speak the same language. and just gives them a better understanding of, you know, I guess empathy, as cheesy as that sounds. That's awesome, no. You know, yeah, it's been really good for them. Because, like, you know, our worldview is literally, you know, determined by, like, what what our surroundings are, what we grew up in. And, you know, we talked about how scary it is to kind of let our kids run around. You know, your kids now have a different lens that they can see that from. So that's that's pretty. That's an epic situation that you guys have for the like set up for the kids. That's really cool. Um, I can only imagine. You know, 15 years from now, what you guys will be thinking about the world and what you want to do with uh, in the world. Just like knowing what your guys' experience has been. I'm so happy for you guys to have experienced that. That's where we're at. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you know tips now. Um, you know, uh, you've obviously learned a lot along the way. I have to ask something too. So I wrote this down as a question that I intended to ask. Knowing what the conversation actually turned into this last hour or whatever, it I mean, I, I totally strayed off of what I wanted to, to do, which is great. I love that it happened. But now I have to ask, for the purpose of those who really don't have this mindset of like, I'm going to take my family of five on a world tour for a year, you know? At any given time, like, what did it cost to do, let's just say one country? Uh... We talk about health costing yeah, we, like four dollars for stitches on a mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. So I there's mean, there are definitely <clears throat> spots that were you could do long term for extremely cheap. You know, Panama, even Puerto Rico is cheap. Spain, Portugal, those places. Uh, 
we were getting by with the Airbnb probably for about five grand for the month. Okay. The issue, biggest issue is you come across some countries where that's not the case. So we came, we had to come back to the U.S. and spend more time back here in the U.S. And that ended up costing us way more money than we had planned. Oh, okay. Um, we were only supposed to be back in the U.S. for two weeks. We ended up staying about, um, I think, a little over a month. Um, and that ended up costing us something like 20 grand. Oh it was an gosh, enormous yeah. amount of money that we had not planned for. Okay. Um, and then there were some other countries that were expensive. France is an expensive place. Um, so all in all, we were able to absorb those costs um, because of how we had it planned out. Sure. Um, but it did limit what we were able to do when we were out. You know, we, we came back to the U.S., um, and I had to come back in the middle, which ended up, you know, it was an extra plane ticket, and it was, um, you know, extra hotel costs. And all of those things, they add up so quick. You know, you think, oh, well, I just have to run back to the U.S. for two weeks. Yeah. It shouldn't be that bad, but, you know, at, and when you're doing last-minute kind of planning... It's twelve hundred bucks for a ticket, and then Shoot, yeah, and you're doing a bunch of one ways because you you don't mm -hmm. know how long it could yeah. actually take you to get whatever yep. you need to accomplish. What'd you do with your place before you left? Like, you, I I thought you touched on it briefly. We you were, were renting, renting so uh -huh. we just yeah. You're like, like okay, oh, bye. Yep. Okay, cool. Bye. So that made it easier. Right <laughs> yeah, on. that made it that made it much simpler. Right. I would say though, also staying long term in an Airbnb ends up being cheaper than if you're just gonna stay a week. Okay. Um so that helps in a sense where you can go grocery shopping and eat at home and not yes. have to go out all the time. We um, almost ate exclusively at home. Mm-hmm. It was very rare that we went out to eat. Okay. So, which was great because what we ended up learning was kind of the local culture's food and yeah. cooking like that. Are you still cooking like that now? A little bit. That's we rad. definitely brought some stuff back in our heads, like recipes or, oh, yeah. uh, you know, things mm -hmm. that we loved that yeah that we make now and even the coffee we make now that is so as awesome you know, yeah <laughs> that, that coffee was jet fuel it was great <laughs> well, I, i'm zapped right now it's great and i think we learned that in costa rica was our very first experience so we, we would go i think the first week we went fishing and caught enough fish to last us two weeks amazing mm -hmm. and so right it was lily's favorite meal what kind of fish you were you catching out there lily uh, lots of salmon. Okay. Or Dorado. No, Dorado? I that. Hate well, and tuna. Hate Whoa. That's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two weeks worth of fish, man. Those are some big fish. Yeah. And, uh, and we would just cook that at home. Rice, beans, and fish, and, mm -hmm. you know, go to the grocery store. And so, in that way, we, we did save a lot of money. Cause yeah, yeah. You know, some places like Costa Rica, it's very expensive to eat out, where it's not nearly as bad if you're cooking your own meals and doing all of that. And then in some countries, Spain in particular, is very cheap to eat out. Okay. So, you know, we would indulge a little bit there. Whereas in France, it's insanely expensive to eat out. Seriously? I mean, you got to have the French cuisine, but you're like, okay, we're going to do that twice this month. <laughs> yeah. The month. You know, for the month. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the time, it's peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Sure. Well, 
you don't get peanut butter, but <laughs> whatever, you know, you can make. Well, because, you know, and I, and I think to myself, if, if I'm going to go travel anywhere, I, I'm, I would imagine I'd visit one country, first of all. I'd be there for maybe two weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to eat out almost every day while I'm there. But, I mean, here you're looking at a month at a time where... You know, you, you got to think. Okay, every single day, we can't just buy. That's, that's literally that's us buying. You know, yeah. who knows what restaurant we would go to? Some some place in Ocean, downtown Oceanside or something like that. Every single day, that can get really expensive. And you look at it from a month standpoint. It's like, well, we, we're living at a place that has a kitchen. Why not, right? Yeah. Um, as far as learning like how to cook foods out there, you guys like hang out with uh, with friends that you made out there. I mean, became a really good, <clears throat> way better cook. Than she was before we left. That's cool. Yeah. What a hell of a compliment. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and a stab at the rib at the same time. So. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, because he's normally the cook um, in this family. Really? And yeah, I definitely feel like I gotta I give you respect because I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was fun for me. And, That's cool. You know. We would go to the little either restaurants or we would see. Yeah. You know. Just walking around the different cuisines they have, and she would look them up and make them, and they were oh, great. Right. I mean, it was it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was surprising, and also kind of forced to do that for sure know, to make the food. For sure. You know, it's they don't have Ralphs in most of these places. <laughs> or yeah, or we can't read this label. We think it's beef, but <laughs> no surprise night, guys. <laughs> Just you'll be fine. You mean like a, some random bean pizza or something oh, like that? Yeah. You just there ran was, out of stuff to make. There were yeah. times where we had no idea. Honestly, I'm yeah. telling you the truth, where we didn't know what we were eating, like wow. what we wow. were making, even from the grocery store. Wow. It's like well, this looks like chicken, so that opens up the kids' palate. Right, that's for sure. <laughs> Box milk, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You find milk that's just out outside in a box and. It's totally fine. But we were like, well, we can't drink milk that's been cold. sitting outside for two weeks in a yeah. box. Yeah. yeah but yeah. It. But you do it. And, yeah. And it's fine. Totally normal yes. milk. That's not yeah. bad. It's just one of those, one of those things that you you learn. Oh well, they sterilize milk rather than pasteurized milk. Mm-hmm. What about um like like okay so you had you know maybe a single suitcase maybe to carry all of your guys' stuff for who knows how long in any given country. What about like souvenir buying and things like that? Was that ever a priority or was it something that you kind of, I don't know, I, I'll, I'll have you guys tell. Like what was that? Oh no, it was a priority. It was a priority. We definitely wanted <clears throat> things from the world. Okay. You know, we had to do it smartly so we didn't end up with 10 tons of stuff. So it had to be something that we really liked that we saw and it wasn't just from the tink, you know, the tinker shops. Sure. It was something that we came up and we're like, Okay, I'm willing to spend money on that because it is something I'm proud of. Yeah, I'm yeah. proud to show. I think the kids did that too really well of mm-hmm. finding, you know, something legitimate yeah. rather than just Yeah, not a piece like a shot plastic. glass or a keychain. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, things. For me, though, I really enjoy taking pictures, so I felt like those were my souvenirs. That was your souvenir. I, yeah. Um, yeah, just be able to go back and look at those, and eventually I'll make a book of everything we did. That's cool. So, what are some yeah. things that you guys picked up, kids? Um, and tell me what country you got it from, too. I got like a statue in, I think, Greece. Okay. That I really like. And then just like a bunch of other cool stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, can you describe the statue? What does it look like? What is it of? 
Uh, it's about this Greek god. Okay. Of the ocean. Oh, really? Is that in your room right now? Yeah. Sweet, sweet. That's a cool one to walk away with. What about you, Lily? Uh, I collected a chicken from every in the world. A keychain from each country that you went to? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Is that a little picture of it? Or kind uh, of like a... Yeah. Okay. And every state, huh? <clears throat> right? Oh, really? So you picked one up in every state, too? Yeah, in every place that we went. That's rad. Cool. What about you? Anything you, got, you picked up? Like, oh, I got all up? kinds of stuff. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I would I was, imagine, I was like... the worst spender. I was seriously? Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. I gotta have this in my house. Yeah, look at that mask or whatever, you know? I like, have a helmet that I yeah. had to buy. And, Sweet. You know? Spartan helmet, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we... Uh, you had to do it. We didn't want to make it to where it was, like, so strict that you couldn't... You couldn't do those things. Okay. We, we did plan to be, like... When we get back, we want to be able to present the things that we found on our trip. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can remember being a kid, and you know, you'd go somewhere with your parents, and you'd go to like the museum, and all you wanted to do was go to the little museum shop right. and get one thing. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to live that where I could get that one thing every time, and that's what I did. You know, that's solid. I wanted to feel that same feeling that I had as a kid going into the shop, being like, I just saw the museum. Now I want to go to the shop and get something. Yeah. And, I, and it was weirder. I felt that every time. I would, yeah. I'd go, we'd go to the Louvre and I'd look around and it was amazing and I, I'd always wanted to go to the Louvre and I wanted to go to that gift shop and take something from there with me. Yeah. You know, I needed that material item to be like, I was here uh-huh. and take that home with me. And I, and we did that in mm-hmm. just about every country. I would go find that one thing that I could take home with me and have in my hand. And it was it was really special, and I, you know, if people are looking for tips, I would definitely recommend that. Plan on finding wherever you go something important that you see and find. Okay. Because I, for me, it was more than a picture. It's it's worth more than a picture. There there is a an exact memory of me finding that one item and being like, oh, this yeah, is, this is now mine. Or you, you could know? do like I did and take. A seashell or a mm-hmm. piece of lava from Iceland, or I would actually grab things that were the country. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. part of its land or something. That, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that I have just this rock of lava that's from Iceland. That's like one of my favorite things, and it was free. I don't know if I was allowed to take it. <laughs> I remember, I remember so. seeing something that you posted where yes. like it was like one of the kids' shoes. And it, it was, was my like, shoe. Yes, oh, I went okay. to put it on, and I guess I had packed it inside my shoe, and yeah. I was like, "What's this?" and dumped it out, and it was yeah, a piece, piece of, of lava rock. It was oh, that's funny. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this something that you would do again? It's almost like a stupid question. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And so is there is there something in the works maybe in the next year, two, three years? I think I think the plan would be um, five years. We found that probably Lily's age was the best age okay. for it, travel-wise. So thinking about Maverick now, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was tough for him. <laughs> Uh, the girls were absolutely amazing on this trip. They were more of a help than you could imagine. So looking forward, if Maverick was eight or nine, mm-hmm. uh, how much fun he would have in comparison. Okay. So mm-hmm. rather than trying to do this big, long, hard trip, you know, when he's young, wait until he's at that perfect age and then try to plan it all over again. Sure. 
you know, we'd probably go to maybe a couple of the same countries, but really focus yeah. on going to new new places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or going to places that we missed out on because of issues, you know, like Egypt and Dubai and okay. the Maldives. The Maldives, yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Did did either of you two travel? Like as children, when you look back on it, did you guys travel internationally <laughs> with your folks or anything like that? Internationally, yeah, no. no. I mean, I lived in Washington State, so we'd go across the border to Canada. Canada. <laughs> and that's yeah. as yeah. much of, a, of international traveling. I did some with my mom. You know, mm-hmm. me and my mom would go places, but. Um, nothing to this extent. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Especially you mentioned your mom and, and and her having passed. Like you have that with you forever, yeah. you know. And so so do these kids. So yep. do your kids, you know. So that's that's awesome, man. Um, I, I really like. Is there anything else that you would want to share that people should know about? Or, or is there someone that needs to avoid this kind of travel or something like that? I mean, you mentioned Maverick being two, so that was a little challenging. But I mean, any other situation where I can't think of anybody that should avoid it. Yeah, I'm sure. There's people that. <clears throat> are scared of it in one way or another uh-huh. and you know don't want to do things outside the norm but i think those people more than anybody should do it yeah <laughs> just because I mean, if you if you can't if your mind is so closed that you can't let things go it'd be it'd be really hard you have to be open-minded and ready for change or just always say like nothing great ever comes from your comfort zone which is so true and even i as a 40 year old woman have grown so much mentally and emotionally this year than probably ever in my life that is really just all the all the stuff i've learned all the confidence i've built um the parenting, the, I mean, everything. Yeah, just and don't a lot avoid of it. I, Nobody should avoid it. We no. got to go back to being kids in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was, there was a lot of just, eh, we're just going to have fun, you know. Not everything needs to be a teachable moment. Sometimes we can just right. go snorkeling yeah. for all day. Mm-hmm. I admire that you so know? much, man. It doesn't so need to be yeah. this huge cultural expansion it can just be we want to go see a sea turtle we just want to have fun and <laughs> for the 200th time that's so the boring. same one you know? <laughs> we want to go drive yeah. ATVs out in the dirt for an hour for no reason other than to make some noise yeah. it, it, there was a lot of just fun. let's go be kids and yeah. not, mm-hmm. let's not worry about what we're learning or not learning let's let's just be and you know the same example of going to the souvenir shop and being like, I just want to be feel that feeling that I had when I was a kid. It, there was a lot of that in different situations. You know, yeah. I want to be excited to be on an airplane again. I want to be excited landing somewhere, scared, excited, that nervous, weird energy. And uh, we had a whole year of that. So it was, it was magical, really. That puts me in my place, Corey, because I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, what was your one big takeaway from, you know, that year? I mean, you shit, you touched on it, Jamie. But, like, hearing you, like, we just want to go see the, the sea turtle. We just want to go ATVing and just be in those moments. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that that's the big takeaway, but, like, there was no intention of a big takeaway. It just was what it was. Mm-hmm. And I admire that feeling because it's not something that's so – There's it's so rare that you feel that – liberation from your day-to-day you know and that intention yeah so that's right it, it was there it was this, this thing like even in puerto rico where we would just get up and go surf and whatever happened that day it was, didn't matter we'd 
we never knew in a lot of these places. Some days we had big plans. We're going to the Louvre. You know? <laughs> We're going to this castle in, in yeah. Portugal. Yeah. But you got to remember, we were in a lot of places for a month at a time. So a lot of that was, we're not doing anything today. I love it. We're going to the park with the kids. Yeah. And that was it. And it was, I loved those days just as much as I loved the days mm-hmm. going through an 11th century Moorish castle. You know? Mm, man. It was, it was magical. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I know that you were documenting pretty regularly while you were out there for a year. Um, where can people find those little adventures on social media? Um, yeah, just my Instagram. It's just at Seuss family. At Seuss family. Can, um, I invite any audience member to kind of like go directly to you via DM and just kind of of get some tips and stuff. Absolutely. Cool. So at Seuss family is where you can find Jamie who manages the account. Um, I was looking through that feed guys and I mean, I was... I was pretty floored. I, I don't know how I overlooked it because I know Corey, you know, you and I were following each other or are following each other on Instagram. I saw a couple of his photos and then he, I think just like once he had tagged Sue's family in it. And and, and that one time though, I, I was like, oh shoot, let me tap on that. And then I saw like exactly what those last few months have been like at that time. And that's where it opened my mind up to this whole notion of like a year off with your family. Like what is that like? Uh-huh. And so, you know, now that I've seen the photos, now that I've had this discussion with you guys, I can't thank you enough for how much I learned just from this conversation alone. Um, and I'm just so pleased with the opportunity that you guys were willing to share this. You two kids were awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Your lip story and your st- your sting story is pretty crazy. Like, I can't... I mean, my kid bumped his head on, like, some spikes on, like, a, an RV once, and that was pretty scary, but no stitches. Um, but yeah, you guys have had an experience of a lifetime for most people that can't even speak on that. And, um, you ought to be happy and proud of, you know, what you're able to experience. I'm I'm sure your parents know exactly what I'm alluding to here, but you're going to look back on this experience and it'll be unforgettable. Literally, you'll never forget it for the rest of your lives. And Maverick's going to experience that in five years. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Time, Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah, I've learned so much. Us oh, talk great. about it. So rad. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you making it this far, an hour and 20-minute conversation with the Seuss family. What a cool and incredible journey they had, man. Uh, Definitely learned a lot from them, and something that I really hope that this show provides to you is some inspiration, some some kind of, uh, some some way for you to kind of look at your life and learn from these conversations that I have with uh, other guests, sometimes even with myself, and that you take something away from it. And if you did, I would really love to learn what it is that you'd like to share about your experience uh, listening to this show. Um, One of my goals this particular season is to have more reviews on the podcast platform that you listen to, particularly on Apple Podcasts. That seems to be the most popular platform that my show is listened to, if that's a way of putting it. In any case, if you guys can leave a a review, that would be awesome. Five stars would be great. I would really, really appreciate that. But those comments, those reviews where you can actually give feedback on Apple Podcasts, I'd really like to actually gain more momentum. It gives me a little bit more surface value uh, on Apple Podcasts and you loyal listeners who've been listening to the show since season one have already made a huge difference. If you can please continue to share this, again, leave a five-star review, leave a comment on your review, and that will help gain some relevance for the show. Um, 
And remember to also hit up at Seuss Family on Instagram so that you can check out their travels and a couple of their quirky adventures um, at home and abroad. And also follow me at underscore Eddie Mac on Instagram and love to connect with you guys more on the show. Thank you guys. And I'm looking forward to sharing so much more, so much more with you guys for the season two. Thank you guys for your loyalty. We appreciate you being here. Have an awesome rest of your day. And remember, live with passion, purpose, and positivity. Let's go. Let's go.